Well, I'm Leppler. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Leilani Curie. Leilani, are you ready to do this? I am. All right, let's go. Leilani is the founder and CEO of Be The Change HR. She's a speaker, a social impact entrepreneur. She's helping companies hire the right talent and create and support happy, healthy workplaces. Leilani, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, why you do what you do. <laughs> Yeah, it's winter right now. So in my personal life, I get super excited because it means it's ice climbing time. Um, I Yeah, I'm an ice climber. I'm a rock climber, mountaineer, actually. So in my personal life, um, I get my kicks by uh, climbing up uh, what I say, sketchy shit. And, um, and then trying to convince other people to come with me, uh, when I'm not doing that, I run be the change HR. It's an amazing human resources consulting firm. That's also a social impact business. So on one side of the business, we do HR consultants, consulting, exciting things like employee handbooks, harassment prevention training, people outsource the, their HR to us. And then on the other side, we help, uh, trafficking survivors with job readiness skills. So that's why we're call be the change HR. Lots of interesting stuff there to, uh, to uh, unpack. Why human trafficking? It is something that I've been called to do. Um, there was a moment uh, in my early years that I knew that I wanted to help individuals in that specific space, but I knew I wasn't mentally prepared to support those individuals. Now I've done this job readiness work through nonprofits since 2008 with all kinds of survivors, but I knew this was a specific segment that I wanted to work with. It wasn't till I was walking down the streets of Busan and South Korea that it came to me like, oh, it's time. Um, and then that's when I started to set out to do that specific thing, teach job readiness skills to, to trafficking survivors. Now, how do we do that? We team with the nonprofits that help that specific segment. These uh, men and women are coming through a program. And at one point they will meet us and learn the basics on how to write a resume, how to interview. And then we also provide one-on-one -on -one coaching. And, and this is completely free to the survivors in the nonprofit. Wow. Well, thank you for that work. Oh, you're welcome. Why in the world would you climb ice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, because I'm a little bit nutty and I love ad adventure stuff. Um, I, I go big or go home. So when I started hiking, I'll put hiking in quotes. I just started summoning mountains. And then I realized at one point that I could only do them in like favorable conditions and that winter was out. And so a natural step in my brain was like, well, why don't you learn how to ice climb? And so I went straight from hiking and backpacking to ice climbing. I found a mentor and started climbing in Northern California and the rest is history. Um, I, I really enjoy it. I feel I'm having fun and it's safe and I go with really safe folks, but it is, a, it is a bit sketchy. So when you ask people to go with you, how often do they say yes? I have five women coming with me at the end of January to climb ice in the Adirondacks. But I think I actually I know it's because I can create that safe space of like, you're going to be fine. It's going to be fun. And the one thing I have to do for all of them is just keep them warm. That's it. If, if people's hands aren't freezing, then they'll have a good time. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun mm. or not at all. I'm, 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 that wasn't an honest statement. That sounds terrible to me. That sounds awful. <laughs> so good luck. Enjoy. 
Thank you. Human resources. Um, when you tell people that you work in human resources, what's 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 the response you normally get? Um, I mean, HR isn't the most sexy thing out there. So it's just a, okay, like that's cool. Um, I, I, I feel fortunate enough to have grown up in HR and watched the profession um, really have an evolution. Because when I started a while ago, uh, it was a personnel department and it was a, a necessary evil and it was the cop of the company. And now we're at a point where it is an integral piece of the business that helps drive it forward. And when utilized properly and really valued can help drive a business um, to wherever it needs to go. It's a, it's a huge component. Uh, so every once in a while, I'll get a person who will be like, oh, right. But for the most part, where we're at now, um, HR individuals are cherished and, and the function is as well. Yeah. yeah it seems like there's been a a, an evolution and certainly a progression towards that. And it strikes me that as we've gone through this really unique time where it was the great resignation and now the job market's probably going to be a little bit tighter in 2023. So it should be interesting to see. But for most business owners, they'll say, my, my, my people are my most valuable asset, mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily know how to go about demonstrating that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that I think that I feel like HR, there's an opportunity there to sort of help shepherd that process and to create culture and to create that happy, healthy workforce. A hundred percent. And it's always top down. And I know it's 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 difficult for leaders, myself included, sometimes on really living that value. You can say it all day long. Hey, my people are my most important asset. I always put them first. But do you really when it comes to taking a look at, you know, how the business is growing, how you're moving it forward, what what uh, tools, resources and people you're using in order to grow it? it, it are they really being put first? Um, I make this joke all the time that everyone should, every leader should get a therapist and a coach um, because I think that's really where it starts to be able to make do the work of putting your people first. And then it is, yes, utilizing your HR department, your HR professionals or HR consultants to come in and really help you develop. Well, what does that mean? Like, what are your core values? And how do you make sure that that gets filtered through all pieces of your business? And how do you align the business's goals with that? And what's great for your people to create a wonderful work experience because we spend so much time at work. That intellectually makes sense to me. And right. at the same time, it's it sort of sounds like niceties, right? We need to align our values. We have to have values. We need to align them. What is the impact of, of not doing that versus actually doing that? Yeah, I mean, yes, it does sound great. Uh, one thing I've learned, and I think a lot of HR professionals have learned, is that it's great to say that kind of thing, but you need to put the metrics where your mouth is, right? And so start measuring um, any all the key metrics for a business, whether it's the, you know the regular ones we're used to or the ones with human resources, to see like a baseline of where you're at before you start any type of insert program. Right? We're going to measure culture. We're going to measure engagement. We're going to measure performance. We want to increase like sale. Whatever it might be, there's metrics in order to prove is the thing that we're doing with the humans working or not. And, and that's a and, and a, a key one would be turnover right? Or employee retention. And when you turn over employees, 
it's easy. Just Google, everybody just Google it. And you can, you can assign a value of what it costs to lose someone and then figure out what do you need to do uh, to make sure that you reduce that number and then assign of what you you've saved right year over year. And so that's a way of, of really like proving, especially to your C- CFO, cause they're, <laughs> you know, show them the numbers. So I think that's, yeah, definitely important to do. Yeah, I think that that's such a it's such an important thing to be able to measure it. Um and the costs of recruiting, the costs of 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 firing and have to redo the process, it 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 is it is immense and there's a financial toll and an emotional toll and it's a time suck and everything else. So the more that an organization can do to help people to appreciate this is a great place to work. It's it's as great as it was the first day when I was so excited about it as it is, you know, after the first year, after three years. And it strikes me that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So mm. are there best practices around communicating this is the direction the company's going and this is how we're actually living our values without bogging people down by 100 meetings a week? <laughs> Yes. Uh, I just did a TikTok on this yesterday. Um, as leaders, you know, I, we, we, we sit down and we create these great plans and, you know, it takes us time to do that. And then we turn around to our people and we tell them the thing that we're going to do now. But I think what's really important is to take them on the journey, not with you in the meetings. Don't annoy everybody with all the meetings, but give the give the reasoning behind it. Give the journey of what the leadership team has done to go from one point to another so that you garner more people being on board and understanding where your leadership brain was to make this decision. Yeah. Do you think that it's for not doing that? Is it I'm not comfortable with that or I'm just not 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 accustomed to doing it? And so just making that shift of I need to let people in on where we're going. Yeah, you hit on a key thing that I live in my organization and, and really in my life, and that is vulnerability, right? When we're leaders, I'll speak for myself, and I'm sure this will resonate with a lot. We are in charge. We are, we're here to um, make sure that our people are safe, that they make a living, that they be able to support whatever they want to support in their lives. Um, and, and I know me, I'm like, I got to do all of this right for them, for the purpose of the business. But at the end of the day, I'm human, right? And so I think it is a strength to talk about the thing, you know, all the things that you're doing and be open about the good stuff, right? You could start there. That's might be the easiest place, but also about the mistakes that you make and the the stuff that isn't so great. Um, and you will be amazed. I know I always am as a leader of the support that you will get and being vulnerable. Now you don't just tell the problems. You got to tell the solutions too. We all know that as leaders, we want to hear that from our people as well. You can't be like, Oh, everything's bad. I don't know what to do. You got to be, everything is going this bad way, but here's what I'm doing in order to get us to here. Um, and I think when you do that, you also get a lot of support from your people because again, they understand the journey and they're there to support you as well. Um, but that comes with the foundation of always supporting them too. It's very symbiotic. Yeah. So how do how how do organizations know? How does a founder know? How does a CEO president know when it's time to maybe be hiring 
bringing people on versus outsourcing the human resources function? Yeah. I mean, it, it money, money, budgets, um, you know, doing the exercise of what your org looks like, uh, the design of it and the structure and who do you need to insert and what's the, you know, always the cost, what's the cost. Um, typically in human resources, we see a ratio of one to 50. Uh, and that's, that's on the very generous side or one to 100, where you, at that point you need an HR professional, um, and most likely full-time, maybe they might wear another hat when you're at 50. Uh, and I think that's a good, a good marker. And then you'll feel, you will feel the pains of not having that HR professional. And that can look so many different ways. Some of the scarier ways that some business owners think about it is, oh, I've got a claim or I got audited about a thing, but some of the more subtle ways is, you know, communicating um, things like benefits or the rules, or, you know, maybe there, there are some issues in performance. People don't know if there's a handbook or not like that type of thing. And it's like, okay, we need to get someone in there. Um, So I think if you hire one employee, you should always have an HR consultant or some type of tool that you use. And then at one point you'll bring it in house and then maybe have a consultative HR person outside of that, just to guide. If you have like a junior person in the role, we do that a lot, actually junior person in the role, we come in an architect and kind of put scaffolding up for them and then allow them to be boots on the ground. Yeah, I think that that makes a ton of sense. Um, I'm sure that there are uh, a lot of these are must haves from a human resources perspective. And then there's nice to haves. And then there's, you know, sort of a spectrum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, there's there's two sides, right? There's two buckets, compliance strategy, and both are needed. Um, it's just not so obvious what the strategy is as you're you're growing your business. Um, but if you sit and you strategize like for a day, what do I need with my people? You, you can figure it out. And then the compliance stuff is just, it's just compliance, but it's also the scariest stuff, especially when you're in states like California or New York or in a city like San Francisco, where it's like, what? How much do I have to pay in sick pay? So that's definitely where you need to hire an HR, HR pro or or an attorney come in and help you with those things. Yeah. Yeah. Scary, challenging opportunities, all of it. Yes. What are, what are some things that, that, that make you want to pull your hair out <laughs> just in general, oh. certainly about HR? Um, it, well, I'm, I'm like a really grounded, calm person. So it takes a lot for me to want to pull my hair out. But that would be anything that a business does that is just egregious. And and we and we see it. I just asked my team yesterday, like crazy HR stories from 2022. And one of them was a California-based business decided to zero out everyone's vacation. First of all, that's not legal. But second, like ethically, even if it was in any way, shape, or form. That's just going to kill morale. And so it's stuff like that where it's like, you not only are you not trying to treat your employees well, but you are doing something egregious like that. It just floors me anytime I hear anything like that. I don't necessarily want to pull my hair out because I have nice hair, but <laughs> it's one of those, <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, uh, what? Um, and every HR professional has a ton of those stories. Yeah. 
so many different landmines and I think all over the place and need to obviously be mindful of not breaking the law and being in compliance with with all the all the different rules and the laws and also not being an absolutely horrible person and destroying morale. Uh, opportunities abound. And, you know, I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt and say that's just probably a bad decision. It wasn't malicious, but you never know. Um when it comes to I'm I'm a small company, I don't have a dedicated HR uh, person at this point, and I'm wondering about, you know, can I just go ahead and zero out these sick days, these vacation days? Mm-hmm. Um, how 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 do you interact with companies like that? Yeah, um, th- that's our typical client. Actually, they come to us because they don't have human resources and they don't know. I mean, there's re- there there are things out there that you can do. You could our, our newsletter actually every month will tell you what laws have changed, and you can have a resource like that. There's resources like uh, SHRM, so the Society for Human Resource Management. So shrm.org. You can you know you can be part of that and and do your own research. But at one point, as a business owner, you just don't have time to do this type of thing. And so it helps to have either the, there are payroll company resources. So if you have a payroll company right now, um, they most likely have some type of do-it-yourself HR arm, or they might have an HR professional that can help you that's tacked on to payroll. It's, it's one of those things where you have to push the buttons is what I say. So you have to reach out to their HR person and say, Hey, I need help with this. They won't be proactive with you, but it is a solution. There's others like Bambi HR. Um, but when you get to the point where, you need someone to step in, be proactive, you know, do things for you, right? So you can sleep at night because I know some of the stuff probably keeps business owners up. Um, then you work with an HR consulting firm like ours until one day you outgrow that because you're doing so well and taking care of your humans and having a, a fantastic, successful business that you hire an HR person. So that's typically the journey of, of someone who has a business from DIY all the way to having your first in-house human resources professional. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I like it. Well, Eleni, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Yeah. So you can check us out on our website, bethechangehr.com. And we are on every single social media channel at bethechangehr. And if you want to talk to me about all things HR, just head to the website and we have a free consult. Excellent. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Leilani your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to bethechangehr.com and check out all the great resources. Find them on social media. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. And if you've got a question, click on that button and have a conversation with Leilani. Thanks again, Leilani. Yeah, thank you for having me. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.